What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Safety Third Podcast. This very special edition of the Safety Third Podcast has three people. How in the world is the editor going to wow. put three people side by side? I actually never know. I never really know. I feel like we need to do make it worse, like five people at one Maybe point. Maybe just like a pie chart. Yeah. You know? Oh, pie chart. Can we yeah, do a pie chart? That's actually not a bad idea. Editor. Uh, editor. Can we do a pie chart? <laughs> You know, I, there's a large portion of, of people that listen to the audio version of this podcast. And so half of like the jokes and references and things like that. <laughs> I like to think we've gotten slightly better as hosts over time, you know, where we kind of like try to figure out how do you, how do you, uh, you know, help people who are not listening to this video wise. You sort of like, you start to connect the dots. Like right now in my head, all I'm thinking is we have a guest and I haven't introduced him yet. <laughs> so there's this uh, fantastic YouTube channel. And I'm not just saying that because you're right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> called Practical Engineering. Thank and you. And you, Grady, make like the. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like it's like civil engineering, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I it, am a civil engineer, licensed right. civil engineer. So most of it's about this infrastructure. Is or... I, I'm doing a lot of stuff, and so I'm, I'm basically getting a free <laughs> co- a free consultation <laughs> for this episode of the Safety <laughs> Podcast. But like, your channel is essentially the like if if like Discovery Channel was only civil engineering. <laughs> You're like the civil I'm engineering in. corner of like uh, a TV show. Like, very. I I really like your videos. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mainly infrastructure. Yeah, the it's built like what, you, what you wish Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, recently I, I've noticed a trend in like power line and like that kind of videos. Is there a reason for that? Is that like your, you know, specialty? No, actually, you know, that's probably the furthest from like my professional expertise. But it's just a topic that's really interesting to me. And also, it's. I think it's fun to write videos in kind of series, and so so you can like oh. cover multiple aspects oh, of, a, of gotcha. a topic. And so sometimes I'll just be like, "Let's do five videos on the power grid." And yeah, I'll just you can't write, fit it write, all write, into right. one video, yeah. so you've got to yeah. yeah break it up into chapters. Yeah, yeah I was just counting like a, like a textbook. Like that's why I feel like it's very like educational. Like it's very because I think you know like that's something that you know we struggle with a lot is trying to be like trying to include more smart stuff but it also tends to be the thing that people have like the less attention for like yeah uh, yeah which you know it's whatever a balance it's a definitely really a balance. yeah and i i the way i you know sleep at night soundly is by convincing myself that i'm i help kids think that they can achieve building things and then they go yes. watch an uh, actual smart channel to learn how to build things. I give, <laughs> exactly. I give them the confidence to do it. Yeah. If the, this the idiot can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> yeah. If that idiot can do it, then I definitely can do it. So how did you, like, you know, I think that, uh, I, I, I like to tell people that anyone who's successful on YouTube, there's something a little bit wrong with them. Um, <laughs> and like you, you're an engineer. Do you, do you have a PE? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm you, so you're like a real actual engineer. Um, I Not mean, just a practical engineer. A, pra- <laughs> yeah. a practicing engineer. 
Yes. So you can go to school and get a degree, but that doesn't give you much authority as an engineer. But you have actual engineering authority. You can put, do you have, is it an actual stamp or a signature? How does it work? Yeah, yeah, it's a stamp. I mean, so I you, don't have a physical stamp. I have a digital okay. copy of it. Ah, oh, boo. Some people get the stamp. I was like, eh. What color ink? you use for the digital stamp. Is it red or black or No, it's blue? black. It's black. Well, every state is has different rules about it. Texas, I think they they stick with black. Is it just like a, a PDF format? You know, you just like drag in the the stamp out of the the document yeah, pretty that's much. It? I so mean, it, I I don't work it. I'm not I'm not in consulting anymore, but back when I was, you know, it's just all our most of our deliverables were digital, so yeah, you just drop a a PNG file and then same that's thing funny. with your signature, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, when we went to Japan, remember we had to like fill out a bunch of forms in Japanese, and like they have a different way of doing signatures. It is like a stamp uh, or a seal. So you would type oh, in yeah. your name, it would turn into Japanese or something, and then it would make this square-looking stamp on all the uh, like official documents. <laughs> that's cool. Except like it, means, it means nothing. Your stamp means something because you can yes. you can put numbers on a piece of paper, <laughs> and then you put your stamp on it. I feel like it's more of a liability thing, right? Of yeah, like, it really is. Yeah, it's, def- it's a it's a way to take professional responsibility for something. Sometimes, sometimes a really big thing, yeah, like a really swear, expensive thing. So I swear to God, this bridge isn't going to collapse. <laughs> That's so, gotta yeah. be, is there like liability insurance, like malpractice insurance? Is there? Oh a yeah. Bridge? Yeah. It's, it's errors and omissions insurance. What's um, the scariest thing you've stamped? I mean, the biggest project I've sealed is like a big spillway on a dam, on a, on a new dam. With like a so, town below it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty far downstream, <laughs> Child- but yeah. Children's hospital. <laughs> so you'd, you'd, you'd have enough time to warn them. It wouldn't be like a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you end up going from a a practicing engineer? Are you still practicing? Do you still do stuff or is it no. just the YouTube stuff now? No, I work on the YouTube channel full time. No. So I, I like, you know, I said earlier, like there's something wrong with everybody who is, you know, successful <laughs> on the platform. Because like, you know, I, I went to school, I got a degree and then then I immediately like didn't use it, right? Like you went even further. You went to school, you got a degree, you got your stamp. Do you have a, do you, are you, is it just a bachelor's? What do you have? I have a master's, but. So you, you have a master's I, I and a stamp. <laughs> and now you make YouTube videos, but at least you do make them about the uh, the topic you went to school for. Why did, yeah. you, why did you switch? What was the. Um, it was a, vi- it was super gradual. Like the, the YouTube channel was a hobby for a really long time. Yeah, that I just you know it it just scratched an itch that that wasn't getting scratched at work. Like it was a creative outlet. It was just something fun, and you know it started getting more and more popular. The pandemic happens. Had a baby, didn't have any free time left anymore, and I was like, well, either I got to find a way to make my hobby my job, or yeah. I got to get rid of it. Basically, so that, that I kind of got, so got rid of the into baby. The decision. Yeah. The baby, he was, he's gone. <laughs> he gave <laughs> No. So even so worse, you, we had another one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, you, so you basically figured out how to, uh, I say cheat the system a little bit. You got to do what you wanted to do for work, and you used your kind of niche skill set. Okay, Jimmy, you're going to end this call. You're, you're, he's on the keyboard right now. He's dangerous. You, okay. Please, why do you do this to me? Like, the, cat, the cat is on the keyboard right now. Um for the audio listeners and video listeners because nobody can see this. Actually, I'll pan the camera down. I'll show you how dangerously close he is to it. He's literally on top. Look at, look at how he's... Look at, yeah, he's so fat. He's like bleeding over the keyboard. 
Um, so you, you use this like niche to essentially generate content that like no one else really can do because what person in their right mind would leave a, a civil engineering <laughs> yeah. job <laughs> to make YouTube videos? Yeah, I mean, that's true, but I wasn't strategic about it in that way. It was just like, this is something that I really love and I and is really important to me. And like, I think I found a way to make it interesting to other people. And to me, yeah. that that was the big part of it. What do you think is sort of the most rewarding part of it? Is it is it teaching people or is it being able to like pay bills with it like the thing you like doing or yeah I mean I think it's a mix being able to support myself this way is extremely rewarding in it in and of itself just like you know my job is to to be creative and try to inspire people and sell advertisements yeah (laughs) we we just did uh we've been selling a lot of merchandise and we just made a product and that's like we're filming a video on the second channel now. I'm just like at the very end of it, we, you know, like kind of promote one of the products. I'm just sitting there like, what am I like? I just, what are we doing? I've never, like, am I making an <laughs> ad hard. or making a YouTube video? <laughs> it <laughs> is hard. <laughs> so that's a fun part of it too. But I mean, it is cool to, to like put a public face on an industry that's like important to me. Yeah. And, and I get tons of emails from like professors showing my videos in classes and and high oh, schoolers wow. who like chose civil engineering as a major because they enjoy you know they got inspired by my videos so that's like i mean who could ask for more than that really yeah. that is a nice that is like it, it every time you know i mean there's been days you have a bad day and then you get an email that says something nice about how you help them kind of figure out what they want to do in their life and that's that's sort just of cool it definitely yeah it definitely helps to Cause like I I didn't have engineers like I grew up in a tiny town, I didn't know any engineers when I was a kid and I had no exposure to the field, so like, if if I had what I make now on YouTube, you know who knows what? Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up getting a a degree in geography, and and realizing I I'm not cut out for this. This isn't for me, you know. Geography sucks, right? <laughs> Nothing against geography. So but. I got a job where we destroyed, <laughs> we tear it apart, we conquered geography. <laughs> Take that, Earth. <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but. <laughs> what was your first video? I was trying to find it, but you know, YouTube got rid of that. Ability. You know, you can't do yeah. that anymore. Oh, yeah. I think the first video I posted was probably 2013 or 2014. And I was making videos about woodworking because. Because uh, my father-in-law gave me some tools, and I had never used any woodworking tools. So, you know, what do you do? You get on YouTube to watch videos. And that was the first time that I saw, you know, people putting out regular content who had, like, kind of built a, a brand and a community around what they were, around videos they were making. Because before then, to me, YouTube was just, like, the search engine for videos. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, like... For some reason, that instantly got me, and I was like, "I want to be a part of that." And so i I made some per- woodworking projects and made videos about them and put them online, and that that's how the channel started. Who did you watch when you kind of first found YouTube? Do you remember any of? Oh yeah, Peter Brown, Frank Howarth, um, and and woodworking for mere mortars were the three channels that I was just like, "This is awesome! I want to do this." 
That's so funny. It started off as like a like hardcore woodworking. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. And then when was the first video you posted like kind of entering into this engineering territory? I think it was 2016 is when I was like, I was like, I'm going to rebrand the channel because I had made a few videos about engineering and I was like, you know, it would, it would be cool just to have a channel about engineering. So I like, you know, paid someone to make a logo and rename the channel to Practical Engineering. And um, I think it was 2016 is the first video that was like branded under that. That's, yeah, that's actually, I think I'm like right around the same time too. It was like 2016. So now that you do all this uh, civil engineering stuff, how do you, have you done, um, how, do you know how to do a survey? Uh, is that something you learn about? <laughs> I mean, have I ever run a total station? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> could I, like, if you hired me to come out and do a topographic survey of your property, could I do it? Probably not. Mm, okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Could you could you stamp? Do you still do you have, can you stamp it though? Actually, what if, what if I send you my my bodgy designs and you don't look at the numbers, but you put your stamp on it? That's a, that's a big no. Plus, I'm not licensed in California anyway. Okay, but actually, surveyors are licensed. Usually, in most states, to my understanding, have like a totally different licensing process. Um, especially when they're like delineating property lines, that's got to be stamped by a a registered professional land surveyor. Yeah, but okay. is that like a notary public type thing, or is that like an no. actual professional degree? No, it is. It's it's an actual like professional oh, really? licensure where you got to take an exam and all that. Because I I, I I I called some surveyors and uh, um, they gave me prices that are <laughs> almost equally bad to the tree problem. I, I you could, you about could go to day. college for that price. You could go to college, study engineering, and become a surveyor for what? So, yeah. So I uh, basically what I'm trying to do is. Um, I, I'm, I need to talk about these trees more because, uh, they're right on the, the property line and it's never really been surveyed. And so no. now I have to figure out how to, how to, you know, the trees got to get cut down. And the quote I got was like $20,000. Actually, I got a, I got a worse quote. I got a quote for $30,000 too from oh another guy. <laughs> um, and then the surveyors gave me a quote for like $8,000. So I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, so if I cut, cut or trim the trees, um, then that might make the neighbors mad. So then I maybe need to figure out where the property line is. That's the most complicated part of survey. Like you, there's a lot of uh, questions you can answer as a surveyor that don't require licensure. Right. But but delineating boundaries between parcels is not one of them. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, this is great. This is I, I want to know why is it so official? I mean, like, what? okay, what kind of tools do you need to do this? It's just basically like this is the property line here and and here. Yeah, but there's I mean, it depending on the situation, you could have to do deed research and like go in deep into the archives and Yeah, so uh, just... okay, that that's I had to do that and then the the county, okay, so I've realized that I've been paying a lot of money and I don't really get anything for it. They just <laughs> uh yeah. so so I went and talked to the government and they told me my, they said, they, they said, your house is illegal. And I looked at the, I looked at the guy and I said, I don't, I don't, I said, I don't know what that means, but it sounds really bad. Uh, and why does Google show a line around my house if uh, the county says that it's not legal? Like, do I go to jail because I bought it? Do they like bulldoze my house down? And he said, no, you just have to pay us money. And then we go into our archive and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I've, I have a question. Uh, how come I was able to buy the house if it's not legal? 
Um, long story short, none of that mattered, and I had to pay them like four hundred dollars. Oh my god! Just to give me like a check that says that, like, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm having like a super bad time, but uh, definitely I'm not having a good time. <laughs> fun, so fun, fun. I've actually been buying some cool like. Uh, I, I feel like there's kind of like a lot of. Will's been having a midlife crisis. <laughs> mm, mm, I would say my I, it's something. It's it's worse. It's bad for me. I'm not enjoying the whatever's happening right now. Um, I've been buying a lot of tools, and I feel like there's a lot of maybe a little bit of overlay between like civil engineering and and you know construction tools. So I bought a rotary laser level. Uh huh. And have you do you have one of these, Kevin? Have you seen one of these rotary laser level? Have Are, you used they one? Like, they have like the, the yeah, line spin. that spins around. Have you great? Have you used one? Yeah, no? yeah, I've used one. I, I don't have one. Had no idea how cool some of the construction <laughs> stuff you can buy is. This rotary laser level, you put it on a table or like a tripod, and it automatically levels itself, and then it starts spinning, and then you carry this little like it looks like a stud finder, and you you tape it to like a stick or a ruler. And you carry it, and you go up and down, and it beeps when it hits the like, the the perfect <laughs> spot on. So you can like tell exactly where everything is relative to the laser level. Wait, what you can, do you, you mean? can walk like a thousand feet away. There's oh, it can find the laser. Way. Yeah, there's an wait. Whether there's an easier way? No. Fill a tube up with water. <laughs> oh well, then you need like that's the old school version. Yeah. Of the, oh, of the... that's pretty cool. That is a good idea. It probably would have been cheaper than the laser level. Well, the thing about the tube full of water is it can go around trees and stuff. So, like, mm. especially, mm. like, my house is on piers, and so a rotary level under there is useless. But right. a tube full of water, you can go check each pier and see if it around, see if it's uh, level with the with its neighbor or whatever. Damn, I got ripped off. I should have I should have done the tube <laughs> trick. But there's a there's a a thing with the tube full of water that someone told me. That like if one part of it heats up, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, water changes volume oh, yeah. just a tiny Slightly. bit with t- with changes in temperature. So you have to be kind of cautious about that. Okay, so the laser was a good investment. You're telling me. Yeah. You're telling me I didn't oh, make yeah, a mistake. Definitely. Thank you. They got glad <laughs> that we ended that on a positive note. I've been making lots of mistakes recently. <laughs> Kevin, you've seen some of the pictures of the mistakes I'm making. Hey, I'm just saying. I I'm talking about midlife crisis, and you bring up your laser level. What <laughs> I. My, what about my, the tractor my latest, excavator? Well, no, see, that's, my yeah. latest mistake leaks about uh, two gallons of hydraulic fluid a day. <laughs> uh, how's, he, how's your guys' midlife crisis going? I bought a, I bought a giant industrial laser. Mm, that is, you know, your the laser Kevin just bought. It's like an is, it's like an old guy buying a Ferrari and then never driving no, it. Because no, 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 no. Throw the Ferrari in the trash. <laughs> the laser is when you tell somebody about a laser or or the military is talking about a laser, that's what this laser is. Like it's what you oh, think yeah. a laser is. It is the craziest it's thing. It's the death ray that, that you yeah. imagine when you're like ten years old. I saw the video. It's <laughs> insane. I didn't know you bought it though. I figured you just rented it or something. I don't think any company that is legally filed in the, <laughs> this country would ever rent that. <laughs> That's right. Like, that laser should not have been able to cross the borders. Like, I guarantee that thing violates literally every single rule, including the laws of the universe. Like, that is it's, so scary. What even is it? It's just I don't. It's just class four. There's nothing above class four, right? Yeah, it's just it's just class, class four. four. It should be like a class six laser. Like. 
it's bad. Class four ends, I think, at like one watt, and this this is two thousand <laughs> times above that. This so. is oh like my gosh. the laser you bought is it's like it it's everything about it is bad, right? So it's like it's near IR, right? Because it's fiber. Yeah. So, so you can't see it. You can't, can't see it, but it will pass through your cornea and focus on your retina. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can yeah. also you can feel it though. Like if you're welding something and there's a reflection, oh, like you Jesus feel this Christ. wave of heat oh, wash over your body. It's you could hurt the moon with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. So what's the like farthest you've been able to focus it? Um, I would say about. 30 feet if you take off the oh, oh my god so it comes with the two lenses like the 500 millimeter cleaning <laughs> focusing lens and then the 150 millimeter welding focusing lens but if you take that out it's just like the collimated fiber and that's like just you know like they whenever they assemble it out. it's like no it's like set it like 30 feet about oh my god it just kind of stays at like a one millimeter diameter beam forever forever yeah <laughs> that's horrifying yeah, those the fiber lasers are really high quality lasers, like beams, oh, so they shit. don't really diverge that much. Right. I I yeah. just like I I it's hard to like really try to describe how dangerous something like that is, because in the if if you if the wrong person, I mean, you were looking at the videos where they're not wearing glasses or anything yeah. like that. Like, and I was I was searching for it like in Chinese because these are kind of new in America. They've had them in China for a while, so I was typing up like you know Google translating fiber laser retina injury and stuff like that and there's like you know people asking questions on like yahoo answers in china like oh my i was gosh. at work and i can't see anymore they're like How are asking you typing doctors this then? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i i yeah that one that lasers lasers are that laser that laser is very scary that i genuinely am surprised that they're as like what did well, you have to do to buy it nothing because like there's people, no, like if like x-rays you know i mean there's a whole the whole x-ray thing of like x-rays are bad like radiation is bad for you but with doses, like lasers are like if you had to choose what would you rather have to interact with like on the receiving end of x-rays or a laser a high power laser oh i would say laser for sure you'd, you'd rather be on the receiving end of a laser not the, oh, the receiving rec- end but the- <laughs> well that's what that's that's what i'm saying is like what's worst like it's a that's a hard comparison but yeah a laser that you can't see i tried renting one of these lasers like five years ago when they were like you know 50 times the price or something basically and the company's like no we can't it's five hundred thousand dollars and it's you know <laughs> and you're an idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you could come come to our facility and like and demo it and i'm like okay like here's my ideas and they're like they just <laughs> never like, I, wanna, I wanna do like fruit ninja where i cut a watermelon in half <laughs> but with like a lady i literally said that <laughs> i said yes that's probably like the one thing you couldn't cut in half too. did they even respond uh, they said it was very <laughs> diplomatic, but they were just like, well, we'll check and see if we have time and they stuff like that. They sent that worm emoji that you send on uh, Discord. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin's got this this emoji, this picture, this meme he sends uh, on Discord. So it looks like it looks like a worm with a thought bubble, and it's like underneath someone who said something stupid. It's like someone says something stupid, and then you, just you like, post this picture earth. of the worm, and then it makes it look like their thought came from a stupid worm. Anyways, that's <laughs> that's what... Uh, that's what the laser company replied to you. So now you have one, and um, you 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 literally cut a small tree down with it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh man! How do you come up with um, ideas, Kevin? The worm. The Were little you just worm on like AliExpress? <laughs> the worm. The worm. <laughs> Were you just on all the worms? worms. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I don't think I would be comfortable. Did you see how much it cost in the video or no? 
Uh, no, but it was it cost about eleven thousand dollars. So you know, if I was on Ali, Alibaba or AliExpress, it's the uh, same Baba. thing. But I, I think I don't know if I'd be super comfortable sending eleven thousand dollars to a company who claims they're going to be sending me a two kilowatt fiber laser. Like, yeah, and especially this company was the first, like their first sale apparently, but they had it marked <laughs> as like ready to ship because a lot of times there's like a month or two long lead <laughs> yeah. time. So I'm like, well, they said that theirs is ready to ship, so I'll buy it from them. It was not ready to ship, and it it was, took them like a month to get it on the boat. So, and then oh my god, then the whole debacle to get it off the boat. Oh yeah, it got stuck in the Panama Canal. It was stuck waiting to go through. There's like if you look at a satellite map of all the ships waiting to go through the Panama oh, yeah. Canal, there's like you know hundreds of them that are stationed that are just like anchored off the yeah coast. You know, this requires a, a civil engineer to destroy the geography. <laughs> we can make, make an even bigger canal. <laughs> they do that because the water level is different, right? What would happen if uh, they just yeah. made a big canal? I was, I've been wondering that too. In the Panama Canal? Yeah, like if they took the Panama Canal and just trenched it, pulled every, pulled all the locks out, <laughs> just let nature yeah. do its thing. <laughs> would that be bad? <laughs> well, it, I mean, it would take a tremendous amount of excavation just to get the the canal low enough to be able to do that um, but then also yeah wait is the water level that that different what's do you know off the top of your head like the difference oh it's not that different i think it's i don't know i would guess like 20 feet 30 feet maybe but it's not like all of the water from the pacific ocean would drain into the no i mean there there might be slight differences that cause some some flow from one side to the other but it's would it be just like, a, it would be a consistent flow? So like well, I think it would, it would go just back and always... forth as the tide comes in and out. Yeah, yeah, as oh, like the local local water level elevations change on either side. How much do you know about canals? I mean, a decent amount. So like, does one side get higher than the other? Like, does it switch back and forth or is it always one direction? I mean, I don't know about the specific oh God, tidal changes in those areas, no, I but think I it's have like... to assume that it, that it, each you know that it one is higher than the other sometimes, and okay. the opposite sometimes. I know. Yeah, very I little mean, if you have canals. like two giant pools of water, and yeah. then there's like a kind of a narrow channel between them, and right. the, the moon's going overhead, it's going to pull one up higher, and as it's going <laughs> across, all that water is going to try to go into the lower pool. Right. And since it's like you know a narrow canal, right, I think right, it's right. going to be like so kind of a bigger tidal up wave. To the, that makes sense. I don't know. I'm not a title science. No, that's but, accurate. Yeah. I feel like you need to know about space and tides <laughs> and civil engineering. This is a pretty wide <laughs> skill set required to uh, I mean, truly understand a canal. The big reason the Panama Canal has locks is because how of how much excavation it would take right. to get the canal low enough that yeah. you could go through it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Okay. Because it's like hard rock. Right. I mean, it was already an incredible feat of engineering Right, the, way, right. the way it was built and to do that would have been like practically impossible okay impractical engineering so impractical, you're saying there's yeah. a chance <laughs> you should have a second I, channel, if we started when we built it we could have done it it could have been done by now that's yeah. true you know but that but the other issue is all the local streams and rivers i mean those are a main source of water for panama and so yeah, but how else are we going to get all the like, I, you know, yeah. folding chairs and stuff? Think about my laser welder. <laughs> yeah, how yeah, the laser welder get here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just this is the price I'm willing to pay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most dangerous tool you own? That I own, probably yeah. a table saw. To be honest, do you a have... table saw built in the 1970s? Okay, so it's just a regular table <laughs> saw. <laughs> I feel like Kevin pretty much just laser at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. $11,000 <laughs> 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 
laser is Gavin's answer. I think mine has got to be, it's just the excavator. <laughs> I think the heavy machinery, like the tractor. So tractors are super dangerous, but I've heard that it's mostly the uh, PTO, which stands for oh, yeah. power takeoff. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Oh yeah, what those those are the mangler. Yeah, the it's oh, like man. the the lathe videos, except it's a tractor. Yes. Like so, it's, it's called slower. the PTO, which is the drive shaft that comes out of the back of the tractor. I don't have one. Um, I think that it could have one, but I don't know if that interferes with four wheel drive. It might be like you get either PTO or four wheel drive. Oh, I don't okay. know, but um, those can drive external things like mowers or pumps or whatever the hell. I think you can run generators and stuff too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, compressor. Uh but because you've got this exposed turning shaft that's kind of got little like, you know, crevices and maybe a universal joint that could potentially pinch things that are uh, known for consuming people. So maybe the God, what's I don't know. I don't know what's worse. It's all bad. I mean you've already Almost killed yourself with the excavator. I right? did. No, it's not that bad. It looks. It doesn't look no. that bad on camera. It was scary. I knew it was going to happen, so I was prepared. Oh, you have for it on it. camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't do anything risky off camera. Every camera comes on <laughs> if I think I'm about to die. Um, when I picked up the tree, it was more I like a safety demonstration. The, I grabbed it from like I grabbed it, and I think it was like laying down when I grabbed it. So when it came up, the like kind of potential of it, it like wanted to swing down. So when I released it, like as it was releasing, it started swinging. Um, but I did. So it's like you picked it up like this, and then when you let go, yeah, exactly, it did something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did, I did know it was going to happen, and it didn't get close. But the f seeing a seeing a tree even move your direction <laughs> at all, it's not. <laughs> I think I made like one of like the scream, like a little. Ah! <laughs> Um, so table saw, I think you need to, you gotta, you gotta get something more dangerous. I know, I do. I have a like, nice, a good size studio now with the workshop and everything. So I need to upgrade. What, uh, what, what kind of tool would you want to get that would be dangerous? Well, I mean, I have a drone now. I'm working yeah. on a, on another, um, channel that's all about construction. And so I got my drone license. <laughs> I got a drone. What, kind, what, what do you have on the drone? Do you have a lighter unit <laughs> no. on the drone? Can you do can you no, do no, but I mean, the to topographical <laughs> survey maps by any chance? <laughs> I don't have that. Wait, it's... actually, this is my pitch to people listening. So uh, I got a quote. You know, I don't want to tell you what the price is, but anyways, if anyone here, for whatever reason, has a, a LIDAR <laughs> unit on their drone or wants to let me borrow their drone with a LIDAR unit, um, <clears throat> That'd be cool. Let me know what <laughs> you would want in return. What do you want LIDAR? You want uh, LIDAR a, for your, just just yeah, to get a topographic cool. map of your yeah, property? Yeah, yeah. Take apparently. Your, take your laser level. Just um, just mark out a one by one yeah. grid. And, oh, God. I mean, it'll water take pipe. You an, an afternoon. An, an afternoon? Yeah, you could do a topo survey of your property. No, no problem. Yeah, they just, uh, it turns out, um, you ever heard like the wedding tax? Oh, yeah. Where you go to rent like a tent for a party, and, and if you tell them it's a it's wedding, like three thousand dollars. Yep. You tell them it's a wedding, it's like ten thousand dollars. I think there yeah. might be something about a house tax where <laughs> they go on Zillow and they like then they just decide how much to charge you, and then um, 
and then I and then I go on Craigslist looking for used uh, equipment to do it myself. <laughs> the problem is the license, right? So it's like that's the I I can't go get one of those. So I'm no. sort of stuck. I'm like trapped in this hell of uh, contractors that charge a lot and the government forcing me to do it. Here's here's my analogy. It's like the healthcare system, right? Why does an aspirin cost forty dollars at a hospital? Yes, I I, I don't know. They Just, taste good. They taste better. <laughs> the ones you buy at the store don't taste good. Yeah, that's true. You can get the real the really big ibuprofen, the eight hundred milligram ones. Yeah, yeah. but you got to have somebody prescribe that to you. But you could yeah. just buy your buy four of them yourself. <laughs> yeah, and do and take four of them. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's so yeah. it's kind of like that with uh, the whole construction industry. I don't know why stuff costs as much as it does because I guess it can <laughs> because they it just can. pass the savings on to you at the yeah. end. Yeah, I have realized that I need to make more videos this year. Basically, that's what I realized. <laughs> I was like, I got, I got a quote to, I love. What is this? What is this podcast has turned into? House renovation <laughs> by people who don't know how to renovate houses, um, by person who doesn't know how to renovate house. Sorry for dragging you guys into this. <laughs> I got, I got a quote to sandblast the ceiling because there's like a wood ceiling. I think yeah. they call it cathedral ceiling or chapel ceiling. I can't remember which one it is. Um, it's just like a it's just like a, a roof. Like the ceiling is the roof basically on the inside. And they, it was painted by the previous owners and they painted this like vomit green. And I'm like, this is like gonna be a cool wood ceiling. Um I called the guy for like a blasting quote to do like glass or soda blasting or something, and he was like three three thousand dollars. I was just like, Yeah, I like the green paint. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Laser, laser, laser. Well, at least it means we get more videos. Yeah, you should. I you just, should write a book. I do. How to? <laughs> how to? Yeah. How to destroy your house and spend a lot of money doing it? <laughs> how to destroy your house and get mesothelioma? <laughs> Dude, I already. I don't even want to talk about the asbestos. Oh gosh. Or the lead paint. I'm yeah. pretty sure that it has asbestos tile. I like. I know it's. You know when you look at something, and you're like, that's asbestos. I mean, tile is not that bad. No, my house it's got has popcorn it. too, though. And... Oh, it does. My house has asbestos siding. And on I the mean, outside? Yeah. Well, this is your neighbor's problem, not yours. Well, <laughs> yeah. But it's not It's not friable, so it's like not, it's not going to get in the okay. air. Yeah. So, yeah, ha- I mean, you have to be thoughtful about it, but you don't have to like abate it if, you, right. if you're going to mess with it or whatever. Right, right. I mean, what's wrong with just dying a couple years early, too? Yeah. That's what I, it's far off. Like, what's, it's not a big deal. Figure that out by the time you get cancer anyway. The scientists are smart. That's, if they made a vaccine in two years, they could cure asbestos in two more years, right? (laughs) I'm a gambling man. Asbestos been around. How long have they been trying to cure (laughs) asbestos cancer? (laughs) So that's, that's what I've been uh, doing. And I've been learning a lot. Like, I, 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 you know, I hate doing it. Um, but I feel kind of like forced to learn about how this stuff works. Cause if you just pay someone to come in, I've learned that they don't always do a good job. Like you can pay them and they'll charge you a bunch and you'd be like, okay, they charge me a bunch. That means I'll do a good job. And then they don't do a good job. And so it's like, if you don't know what's going on and you're not familiar with it, then you're just going to have to deal with a bunch of crap in the future. And so for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to just get involved and try to do some of it myself, try to at least learn a lot, watch videos. Um, that way I know how to talk to people when they're you know, telling you how much it's gonna cost to do whatever. And I feel like I really like learning the stuff, but the instant I kind of have learned enough, then I don't wanna do it anymore. And then I just 
let the contractor do it and just make sure that I think they're doing it the right way. I think that's accurate. Also get more than one quote because you learn learn so much just by... Yeah, that's my strategy. That's what I've been doing. I call someone, I have no idea what I'm talking about, and I ask for something, and they give me some ridiculous quote because they're like, oh, this guy's an idiot. We'll just charge him up the ass. And then I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Then I call someone else and I use what I learned <laughs> All the from lingo. that conversation. And it's like, you think, you think you've got me, but I know a bunch of big words now and you're going to think that I know what I'm doing and then you're going to charge me less. And then they come back with the exact same price as the first <laughs> <No>. time. <laughs> I think my neighbor became a contractor just so he could like do it cheaply himself. Like he built his house, he became a contractor then like hired everybody himself. Or something. Maybe you could do that. That is a problem. I don't know if it's true where you are, but in San Antonio, you can't, there's some, there's a lot of stuff you can't do on your own because you've got to pull a permit and and it has to be a contractor. They have to have a contractor's license. Really? Yeah. Even for like, like stupid stuff? Because I, like the joke that I've been hearing. But it's a lot of stuff. Okay. Because I've, I've been sort of being told in general that when you deal with, you know, the government, it's like, the joke is you need a permit to install a ceiling fan. Like yeah. they, it's almost like the comical what yeah, they require you to put down on paper. Like it almost makes me want to do it like to spec, like you, like <laughs> pick up a product, like build a project, but do it to spec yeah. just to show the, like the insanity of, you know, technically what's on paper, what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. That's like, true. You have to get. You have to pull a permit to to have a garage sale in San Antonio. Like, oh man, what, <laughs> what are you you gonna walk in there and give them the like hundred bucks that you're gonna make at the garage sale <laughs> yeah. to hold the garage sale? They it's probably crazy. want you to charge sales tax. Yeah, probably, probably so. You're supposed to uh, do that. Don't get me started on sales tax. Uh, I yeah. The more the more I like think about that, the worse it gets because it's like, like sales tax affects everybody equally, and so people who make less money are paying like a disproportionate amount of sales tax I mean within that state and even and then you get charged on like if you're a seller if you're a merchant the state takes sales tax off the sale and then <laughs> you made money off the sale oh why don't we just maybe take some of that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was thinking about like so we were, we were like you know I was talking to um, my my producer today and, and he was like yeah the, this this other company like that uh, it's the, the agency that we run to like bring ads for everybody um, we got not audited, but it's like a soft audit because they randomly select companies to show your sales tax, your, I don't want to say voluntary, but self-reported sales tax. So like if you buy something from out of state, you're supposed to report it and pay the tax on it. It's like, yeah, it's insane. Like you, like it just starts to get really complicated and like, how do you keep track of all this stuff? And like, where does it, you just put it on a spreadsheet and you just pay them this money and then that merchant. So it's just... I feel like the IRS keeps this data on you so they can just like come in anytime they want. They're like, oh, well, he's done this. Like everybody's done this, right? So they're like, that's our, we got our warrant. I wish they would just charge you in one place. I'm in the thick of the sales tax thing too. Because I I wrote a book last year and was like, oh, I'll sell, I'll sell my own copies of my book. My, my publisher was like, oh yeah, we'll give you, we'll sell, we'll wholesale you copies of your own book and you can sell them on your website. And I was like, oh, easy. And now, like, have sales tax liabilities and like ten oh, states, oh, yeah. and they're all different. And you, I mean, it takes like a like half a day to register your business within the state. 
Just send me a bill. Send me a bill. They they don't send you a bill. They just audit you. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens. If you don't pay, you're going to get audited. They know exactly what you owe. I remember looking into it. Like, when we, when like, first we started, like, you know, selling some t shirts, I did the same thing. I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'll just do it myself. Like, how hard could it be to make websites? No big deal. Making websites super easy. (laughs) Taking credit cards, super easy. (laughs) So easy. You want to pay sales tax to 4,000 different entities? Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. Like it takes uh, it takes me like a day every quarter to remit five dollars of sales tax to the state I, of Ohio. Oh like what? This it is what crazy. happens if you don't pay? They have like sales they tax know. to a state that you're not part of. I mean, can you? Are you like banned from Idaho or something? No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not an accountant. You should start a channel called <laughs> when, Practical, when Shopify, Practical Tax Fraud. <laughs> when Shopify says. You have a sales tax liability in this state. I'm just like, okay, time to spend half a day trying to register my business in yep. this state. They don't it's take crazy. care of it? Shopify doesn't take care of it? They collect it, but they don't remit it. And so you you have to like do that yourself, basically. And it's mm. a lot of work. It's a lot of paperwork. Well, that's I'm what sure you get. there are <laughs> services who would do it for you, and I probably should find one. But I'm glad we made your life more difficult <laughs> so that you could make money that you then pay back to yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Just that's only crazy. accept a Bitcoin. That's <laughs> the way, right there. <laughs> yeah, I, we need to go back to cash. <laughs> I always ask for the cash discount, and they always look at me like I'm a cop. I'm like I don't think the, I don't think I don't think I'm a cop. <laughs> I would know, right? If I was a cop. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I I like learning. I think that's why I like YouTube so much is I can watch somebody explain something to me without having to suffer through the entire process myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's fun to watch a video about someone explaining a bridge falling down and, and breaking apart. It's not fun to be the guy who had to uh, go through the process of having his bridge fall apart so that someone in the future could tell a story about it. <laughs> that's very accurate. But yeah, I don't know. What what kind of stuff are you? What are you working on now? Like how how's how's the book? How how did you like that process? Are you working on something new? Is it? Um, I don't have another book project right now, but it it was fun. I mean, it's something I've I had always wanted to do. It was a ton of work, like way yeah. more than than I thought it would be. You know, if you'd done it a couple of years later, I would have given you all the wood that I'm about to cut down and you could have <laughs> used it and saved a bunch of money. Yeah, because there it's, was it's pretty, a paper shortage. It's pretty easy to turn wood to paper, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you could figure out how to do it on YouTube in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, we're sort of homegrown. We make the books. Literally. <laughs> we yeah. distribute it ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this tremendous investment. It's not like a YouTube video where it's like, you know, a few weeks of your life and maybe it flops and maybe it does well. It's like, yeah. oh, I spent like an entire year working on this. And who knows? I have no idea if people will like it or not. Were you, Jimmy, were you nervous? It, like how, how nervous were you? I I don't think I felt nervous about it. I know I would have been disappointed. Like yeah. pretty, like. Like sad kind of. Sad yeah. about it if it didn't, if if it wasn't very successful. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was, and it's. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did really well. I mean, it's still the top of its category. It's really, do you want to talk about Amazon. it? 
You want to tell the five audience five stars on Amazon? It's like what they oh, do nice. on like a like a real TV number show, one or like the Colbert Report. <laughs> number one best. No, that doesn't count. Everything's a number one bestseller. <laughs> yeah, there's in a lot of categories on in Amazon. architectural building books by YouTubers named Grady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally, I topped that category out. <laughs> you want to tell us about it? Yeah, sure. It's it's called Engineering in Plain Sight, and it's it's just like it's basically like you know, a, a field guide to birds or rocks or plants or whatever, but it's that for infrastructure, basically. Mm. So it's like a, a, I feel like when you get to very... the wind turbine page, there's a bit of crossover between birds and civil Yeah, that's true. That's true. There, <laughs> there are a few birds. But yeah, it's it's an illustrated field guide to infrastructure, basically. That's awesome. I, I just bought the, uh, um, there's the electronics kind of like guide you as well. You fell for the yours. after seeing the short. That yeah, yeah, so they that's the same publisher that you're okay. talking about the guy, really? the guy who cut the cross yeah cross yeah because I saw yeah. yeah that that one yeah Ex- exact same publisher and released I think on the same day okay as my book so that like our two books were their kind of big thing wow. for November so, last year yeah because I I really like I'm I'm definitely gonna buy your book because I really really like the like very like visual information like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very strong visual learner like i like to see examples of stuff in reference because it just sort of like quickly solidifies what i'm looking for like yeah. even the other day i was like looking for like survey monuments and i was like i don't know what a survey monument looks like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like on google like what am i looking for i was just hoping like the little I things that they stick I think, in the, I, but the i couldn't sidewalk. find one so then i looked oh, it up there, online there's like all different kinds of survey monuments. oh great that they made it as easy as possible <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah we put the gas pedal on the left <laughs> we're quirky <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> the only yeah, the consequence they made us put two seatbelts on each <laughs> on each seat so that you're double secure because the numbers are not good. Because <laughs> um, we're like right now, I really want to do a like a like a science like STEM kind of fair, like a like an event where people kind of show up and show off their stuff. Because you know, Maker Fair hasn't done an event, and and VidCon has well they did i mean i'm gonna they didn't invite me this year in 2023 uh but um i don't really care because VidCon has you know i mean not ruining my chance to go to VidCon in the future but it's gone a little bit more corporate than it used to be um and so i really want to do an event but like you know so we're doing a bunch of you know like scouting we're going up to uh, some venues and it is makes me really nervous because it's a lot of work and a lot oh, of, it, I mean, money, but time is money. So even, you know, like working on a book is essentially, you know, yeah. money. You know, it's an investment. You know, <laughs> it's an investment of your time when you could be doing something else. And so it's like for, it's like terrifying in, in these venues, like the, the prices that we've been getting is like, it, if you, if the venue, if the whole thing works, it's fine. Right. But if it doesn't work, oh my God, <laughs> like you're talking yeah. just renting the venue is a, a down payment on a very expensive house. Yeah. You know, like like a hundred thousand dollars or more for yep. for a weekend. Like <laughs> you're like, oh, that's oh, wow. cool. That's <laughs> like that's I guess that's a thing that I guess that's a, that's that's the price that that costs. Like, <laughs> like man, I wish I wish something I owned for, uh... I could rent for fifty thousand dollars a weekend. <laughs> I wish we had we knew somebody that had a bunch of profits from a book sale that they were looking to reinvest yeah. into something yeah. that's yeah. definitely not going to make any profits. 
Yeah, you consider turning that profit profits. into into loss. <laughs> <laughs> the God, it's gambling. The odds are really good. Yeah, yeah. The odds are guaranteed. Actually, I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee the results. But yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I don't know. I think that like taking risks and 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 doing stuff like that is. I don't know. You're gonna die one day, so yeah. You can't take your money and time with you to the grave. So I, I feel like you know that's something to be proud of. Now, like. Like, how do you feel having, you know, gone through that effort and completed yeah. it and sold it? it? I mean, it's it's super exciting. I, you sound I, like like only mildly enthused right now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, well, it's okay. like when you work that hard on something for yeah. that long, once you, you get to the to end over. of it, you're just like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm done. I mean, it just it feels so anticlimactic. And but what was crazy is, you know, I talked about selling the book on my website. So I, those copies, I said, I'll sign them. Well, I ended up sitting in a warehouse for four days straight, signing books nonstop. Yeah. I yep. was like, why did how I many, do this? How many did you sign? I've signed a lot. Like 2,000, 3,000? I think 10,000. You signed wow. 10,000? That's nuts. Holy shit. Yes. I mean- I have nothing on John Green, but oh my gosh, to sign that many copies. I was like taking Tylenol and like yeah. walking around the warehouse, shaking and my hand out every like, hour. Your hand just doesn't work anymore. Oh my gosh, I felt miserable at the end of it. Yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, we did like, we sold the cap certificates and I think that was a thousand and I did that in like half a day. And, and oh, wow. like my signature was like changing through the process. Oh my gosh. Like, By the and, end of it, I was like, if I got a mark on the paper... If I did, yeah, if I spent that day doing those and then someone said, you've got 10 more days of this, I think I would just run away. Every pallet, they would just roll another pallet in the, I was just in this, this dingy break room did of you, this warehouse and they would just keep, they would just roll a new pallet in and I'd be like. Did you have to travel? Like, where did you, did you, or was it local? It was in Austin. I mean, Austin's an hour and a half drive from me. So it's. Okay. So it was far. like a day you just show up in the morning and then. Yeah. Did you have any idea what 10,000 was when you no. started this? Yeah. That's, that is like, I think a very interesting phenomenon of how, how your brain works is like 10,000 is almost unfathomable. Like you yeah, think it's you like know a, what it is. an entire semi truck full of, a book, of just books. Yeah. And then after like signing, you know, 200 books, you're like, Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just can't. You, the scale of it is just crazy. You realize it'll never end. Like it feels like. And people would make jokes like, "You should have built a machine to sign them." It's no. like that's not that's not how it that's, works. People didn't pay for a no. machine to sign the book. They paid for me to sign it. What about a, mach- a machine that signs it, but you have to like drop some blood on it every yes. once in a while to lubricate it? <laughs> machine signed with my actual blood. I think that would count. <laughs> ah. If it could be like I just charged a battery in my own like spare time and then just plug the battery in and that signed the, all the books. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. I mean, ha- having two kids makes it challenging to go to Austin for four days and just sign books in a warehouse nonstop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what are you what are you working on now? Like, just videos? Any any other cool projects? Like, we do two videos a month now, and that I mean, it's a quite a, a bit lot. of work. Yeah, it's a lot. Because one video, we try to build something, some kind of demo demonstration in, in the studio. 
And so that, you know, we're trying to kind of scale those up a little bit, which is exciting. Shout out to my production assistant, Josh, who's a huge fan of this podcast. Uh, he, he, uh, oh, I see Josh has, has bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Kudos he, to you, Josh. He's been a huge help on building those demos. But the other part, the other thing we're doing, um, and, you know, I haven't announced this to the channel or anything, but I'm working on a second channel that's all about on location construction projects. Not in practical engineering. No, it's it's actually practical construction. No. <laughs> so, you know, it's I, I call it the how it's made how. of how. heavy civil construction. If you remember that awesome show from the Discovery yeah. Channel. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. So I'm excited about that. But it's it, real it's excavators. A lot of that yeah. aren't falling apart on the job site. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's going to be it's... hard because, you know, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. So, Mm-mm. no. So, we're yeah, we're producing a pilot series right now, basically. And the project we're on has like a nine-month construction schedule. And we're about halfway into it. Wow. Yeah. So, it's, it's a long-duration project. And Josh is the one out there usually on the days as mm. a camera operator on those. And then I go out and fly the drone, too, so... Nice. It's been fun. It's kind of like <laughs> I think of it as my retirement plan to go sit a, sit around on construction sites. <laughs> you show uh-huh. up with a lawn just, chair, <laughs> slap it down. You got like, like a lemonade, yeah, just an you know, and then fly the drone around. Easy. <laughs> I've honestly thought about that a couple of times. Like you know, they have this big equipment on the other side of the road, and I'm like, oh, I kind of just want to like go sit over there just and go watch, watch it. it. That's yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to capitalize on. That or you come to my that house, curiosity, drive it. That's true. I need a car. I really uh, want to drive it. You can as long as as long as you put at least <laughs> two two gallons of hydraulic fluid in it. You have to bring a five gallon bucket of hydraulic fluid if you want to drive it. Uh, yeah, I just oh god, it's like eighty dollars per per bucket too. It's like like well, it's cheaper than stopping working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely cheaper than fixing it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I regret nothing. <laughs> Do you ever like, you know, with your with your, you know, expertise in civil engineering, do you ever like drive over a bridge or like other infrastructure and you look at it and you're like, ooh, that's bad. Do you ever your eyes oh. kind of do that? Oh, it's a curse. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it's oh, like man. my brain never stops paying attention to all the tiny little details of like how things were designed and built. I can't help it. How many states have you been to? Not a ton. But Which one has the worst infrastructure? <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm not prepared it's, it's to miss, answer it's Mississippi. that question. It's, it's always Mississippi, isn't it? I'm not prepared to answer that <laughs> question on camera. <laughs> there are, there are that means there is the an ru- answer. That means there's an answer. Well, there are a few in the running, I would say. <laughs> How does Texas rank? <laughs> Texas, in some ways, ranks pretty high. In some ways, I would say pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> Is it what I've seen some of the some of the the highway infrastructure is like a little weird, like a lot of concrete, like it's sort of Texas highways are crazy, especially like the interchanges. Yeah, like multi-level interchanges where like one of the bridges is like two hundred feet in the air going over. It's like curving. It's like banks. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like not a lot of states have interchanges like that. Uh Uh-uh. I think yeah, I felt more like a like a personal vendetta against the sky. Where, like, <laughs> I would have put as much concrete in the sky as possible. 
Well, uh, where can people find your your book? You still got co- how many copies you got? You're not you're not shipping them yourself, all right? No, you, you can't. You no, no. Can't. Actually, my my brother runs an e-commerce company in Austin okay. called Alphamoso, so he does all the order fulfillment. I mean, okay, you're, his you're single-handedly does. keeping him afloat right now. <laughs> <with> the... <laughs> no, they do a lot of cool. They, like they they fulfill orders for Daft Punk and a bunch of bands. Thank you so much for for coming on the Safety Third podcast. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, we're gonna do uh, if next time you're in uh, California or next time we're anywhere near you, um, well, let's do an in-person one, please. That would be a blast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, if uh, do we have is there do we have how many extras are there? I should ask. I don't know. Maybe on maybe on Patreon if you want extra content, we've got lots of that. <sighs> Anyways, I guess that's the end. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.